Women Who Rock, a podcast promoting female musicians and artists. Today, I'm joined by Helena Massey, who has just released her debut album, Brothers, Puffins and Half Skulls. Helena, it is really great to have you back on the show. Thanks, Matt. It's really lovely to be back for a second time. Last time, we didn't talk about politics, but I need to start by saying I'm a fan of Jacinda Ardern. I'm very happy to have that on the record. Yeah. Um, so that is my New Zealand segue because um, it seems like over the last year you've had quite a strong connection with New Zealand. Yeah. So your album, um, Brothers, Puffins and Huskulls, that was just released, it actually was released through an album, uh, a label called Home Alone Music yeah. based in Wellington. Can you tell us a little bit about Um, Home Alone, and also how it came about that you were releasing your album with them. Yeah, for sure. Home Alone Music is a small independent label run by a few musicians um, in Wellington, and I sort of got in touch with them actually all online, like the whole thing happened online, Um, just, yeah, connecting with them, which is, yeah, kind of really cool. Um, One of the sort of good things about social media and Yeah, they reached out to me uh, earlier in the year to put one of my previous songs on a winter collection album of theirs that they were going to put out. Um, And I sent Brooke Singer, who's, uh, you know, uh, her and uh, Lake and Tim run the album, uh, run the label together, sorry. And um, yeah, I sent her the like the mixed album Brothers Puffins and Half Skulls and I just said you know I've got this too like if you wanted to choose one of the songs on this instead and um then she was like oh we actually really love this album would you be interested in releasing it with us you know as your album um so oh, yeah right. and I think there was some sort of mutual connection there with some local bands here that they had known and sort of that's sort of how they had found me online. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it was just all a online connection through social media really. Um, okay, so you haven't really, you hadn't been playing shows in no, New Zealand? No, I've, I've never been to New Zealand actually. I I am desperate. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I've never been. <laughs> um, yeah, I re- would really love to go there. You know, I, I feel really called to go there and um, the landscape, everything is just, yeah, it's so beautiful, so and it's been really nice to connect uh, with musicians over there. It feels like there's quite a strong folk scene. And I said, oh, really, with a lot of conviction. But to be honest, I've actually never been to New Zealand <laughs> myself either. So <laughs> I think I'm not allowed to be that surprised. Yeah, I think I think lots um, of Australians haven't been there. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should both go there when the world is back to fine. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> Um, so do they mainly do kind of folk music or are there a lot of genres represented on that? Label? Um, no, yeah, it's it's sort of like an indie label. Uh, quite a few um, artists that are, yeah, folk, experimental, sort of, yeah, all sorts of things really. But, um, yeah, and, and I suppose in that way I feel like 
I have a similar approach or come from a sort of similar place to some of the artists um, on the label. And yeah, it's really like just really supportive musicians. Like, you know, Brooke, I think, sort of comes from that folk singer songwriter background as well. And okay, cool. And they're releasing your album, Brothers Puffins and Half Skulls. Yeah. I think I said that. Many, many times because I was kind of – it's an interesting title. Yeah. And I was thinking about it and it took quite a while before I read or realized that it actually – it sort of represents three themes yeah. that are kind of represented and are discussed throughout the album. Yeah. The idea of brothers, half puffins and half skulls. Yeah. I saw that regarding the idea of puffins, you said that one of the aspects that it's sort of investigating is – a loss of species and a severing of the feminine. Mm. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit about how that's represented in the music and what that kind of concept means? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I suppose uh, puffins is, well, first of all, they're a bird that are like their populations are declining rapidly and they're, they're a bird from my own ancestral homelands as well. And it's just sort of one word that represents quite a huge, complex, messy kind of grief that I think our whole generation are sort of going through um, in different ways, Um, whether that's, you know, displacement from a sense of belonging or, um, yeah, just like environmental problems and just just everything really. I just think, um, yeah, our generation has a lot to sort of deal with emotionally and sort of spiritually and um, that's just the one word that sort of represents that sort of complex and messy grief, I think. Is that, so the concept of grief, is that related to the severing of the feminine, like kind of a loss of femininity or something? Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah, Uh, it's it's sort of one of those things that I don't really know how to put into words and that's sort of why I... (laughs) make it songs really um but yeah the the whole album you know brothers puffins and half scores it was sort of chronicling like three what was it no what 2018 19 when I was writing the songs and that that title kind of just came to me first before I sort of realized that these I could sort of step back and realize these are the main themes that you know I was thinking about a lot and going through a lot over those um the past couple of years and I I suppose that's just the outcome of it in that album if that makes sense I was the way I interpreted it was that you were talking I mean there is kind of a climate aspect Mm. to it uh and maybe you know climate change is related to the idea of puffins in that you know things are going poorly I was thinking that it's kind of like represented by mother earth yeah and you say the severing of the feminine yeah exactly as if, like, you know, there was something that was whole before, but it's sort of slowly being broken down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, it's just it's just so huge, you know. I just sometimes feel like it's – I can't put it into words. And it's also also about grief of our, our place of belonging, you know. I think um, it might sound abstract, but, um, you know, especially growing up in Australia, it's like you have a really strong connection at least – I'm speaking from my own experience, you know, you have a strong connection to the place where you, you've grown up. Um, 
the coast or wherever it is and uh but at the same time you don't because you sort of feel like it's not you know you don't really belong here it's not your ancestral home you know we've only been here for um not you know not long at all and um Mm. there's also that deeper yearning for um our ancestral homelands and um I think it's sort of like a spiritual feeling of um that we're sort of like pot plants just being put into pots and not we can't sort of feel our way into um where we are if that makes sense so I, it's yeah it's just sort of quite complex and I, and I think all of those aspects about it sort of hold a lot of grief and yeah so I like the pot plant analogy yeah yeah I don't know if that makes sense <laughs> makes sense it makes yeah. sense to me because I've been potting plants so. yeah true <laughs> I also, I mean, well, that's kind of the idea of grief is encapsulated with the kind of the theme of puffins, mm. but it's also quite personal, I think. Yeah, definitely. It talks about some of your struggles that you've had with um, health and other things. So in terms of, I mean, it's really kind of two or three years worth of work mm. that's gone into this release. Yeah. So with it being so personal, how do you feel now that it has been released out into the world and it's on a label and people can listen to it all around the globe um I think I just yeah you sort of just have to accept that it's been released and it has a life of its own now and that's fine too and that's sort of just another side of it like those those songs are to me what they are and they are to other people what they are like um yeah, I don't know. I mean, they are really personal and, and I sort of, I don't think about it too much. It's just like they're out there and <laughs> that's that's fine if that makes sense. Is there a sense of, is there any kind of sense of relief that you've kind of, yeah. I don't know, like got it off your chest? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, it's, and also because it was just such a long, slow process. You know, I, I wrote the songs in mostly 2018 started 2019 recorded um due started recording in june of 2019 and then finished mixing in january i think this year and yeah it's i think also because i i do write quite personal songs it's just that you know that journaling and that um chronicle of those two years of my life and it's really nice to release that and, you know, start that whole creative cycle again and, and that cycle mm. of um, healing, musical journeys, everything in that. Uh, what you said reminded me of something that I'd heard in an interview with Jack White where someone was asking about something like, you know, what do you think um, people saying this stuff about your songs? And he said that once the songs are released, I kind of don't feel like they're mine anymore. Yeah. Because I I was viewing and interpreting it in one particular way, but now it's out and it can be seen or viewed uh, in a million different angles, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So 
it's up to other people now because it's it's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and also, you know, I think for for me because they're so personal and it's sort of my own way of processing what I'm going through in my life. Um, it is nice to release um, those sort of mental journeys or what I'm thinking about and resolving that for myself. And I, um, even though I still feel connected to the songs in one way, it is good to feel disconnected to them as well. I do feel some sense of detachment in a good way from them. And I think that's mm. just like a normal thing for me with any creative or musical project once it's out there it sort of releases and that's good well we should listen to a track off the album i thought we might continue on the puffins theme and hear a track from the album uh this track from helena massey is called seabirds
That track was called Seabirds off Helena Massey's album Brothers, Puffins and Half Skulls. I was listening to the album on Bandcamp because I am a big fan of that particular website and I saw that actually one of the tags that you had was uh, Celtic. Um, so when you were last on the show, the track that we played was uh, Chinkora's Heart, yeah. which was kind of more like a, I guess you'd say classical Indian style music about your experience in the tar desert. Yeah. And so in my mind, that kind of European Celtic and folk and sort of an Indian music is, I don't know, it's kind of the way that I see it is they're very kind of different entities. Mm. Do you think that there is a link between those styles in the way that they've influenced your music? Yeah, I I definitely do. Um, Someone that comes to mind uh, as quite pivotal in that is Sheila Chandra um, and her work, her a cappella songs that, you know, are really focused on uh, blending the ornamentations of um, classical Indian and, um, you know, old Irish and Scottish and English folk songs and um, she really sort of shows how those ornamentations cross over and the sort of connectedness of um, those traditions. And I think that's really interesting, especially a lot of her songs are just purely vocals. So, um, yeah, that's one thing that comes to to mind. But, yeah, I I do. I think there is a connection there and um, I've listened to lots of musicians and lots of music from both of those um, sort of traditions and, and I think they do cross over a lot and, I'm not singing from being trained in either one. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I think they're definitely connected in in a way. So for, I mean, this is, there's definitely that kind of influence on the album that you've just released. But I'm interested in, it's been, you mentioned that it was, I think, primarily 2018 Mm. that you were working on um, these songs. Mm. So I'm interested to know about how you over the last maybe six months have been working and whether the kind of lockdown crazy nature of the world has influenced or kind of enhanced your creative process. Yeah. To be honest, it's it's I, I've been one of the lucky ones. That, um, I, yeah, I, it's been really good for me and I think it um, creatively it's really stabilized my kind of writing process and I used to you know carry a notebook around and 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 things would always be coming to me at just the most random inconvenient times and it sort of stabilized having a one place um that's my own to just sit at work in private and um that's been really good was that the question sorry about COVID and yeah yeah basically about COVID and how the different kind of world and living situation has impacted your creative process I know that um I read quite a lot about Patty Smith I really love her books yeah and her approach was that she was she really had a routine so she would kind of try to write every day at like seven o'clock seven till ten or something in the morning have you yeah she's like a really productive person yeah no that's not for me at all yeah um (laughs) but have you found that because I guess maybe having more time at home or more time to yourself, 
do you find that you have found more of as like a structure and a rhythm or do you think it's been kind of uh eclectic but just more of it because you're have more time I think just having the sort of private space and sort of that acceptance um especially if you're an introverted homebody kind of person um I think it sort of relaxed me a bit more about just having that space and it was okay to just be at home all the time (laughs) making music Mm. you know I've been really lucky to be able to also you know work my other job from home yeah which has been great but yeah it's definitely provided that sort of acceptance of just having that private space and you know I imagine it would just be so much harder for people who work a lot in teams and collaborating with other artists or different you know multimedia kind of projects and yeah because I do write just by myself in a private space anyway it's been really good for that. I know that we spoke a little bit about recording when we last caught up for the podcast. Mm. My understanding for the recent album was that you have done the recording at home. Yeah. Uh, But I also heard that you had done some, I think, vocals in the studio for this album. So can you tell us a bit about the experience being um, in in a like a more uh, traditional studio environment for the first time? Um, that was a little bit sneaky, actually. We recorded the vocals in uh, a friend of mine who's a, a student at one of the music schools. We kind of snuck into one of their, like, booths. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so that was a little bit sneaky. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to be too explicit about that, but um, for the most part, we rec- we did record it at home and we recorded quite a few of the vocal takes at home and all the backing vocals at home as well. It was just a few um, main vocals that we recorded there. So. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask about the idea of the pressure of like being under the clock, the watchful yeah, eye of the true. clock when you're paying for studio time. There was definitely, but maybe you had yeah. a different... There was definitely none of that because it you know, we started recording in June and then finished uh, mixing in January or February. So it, 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 it took a while and it was just um, me and my friend Raphael recording everything. So it was just the two of us and we did everything together and both of us didn't have jobs at the time um, and was on an extremely low budget and, you know, we didn't, yeah, we didn't have an idea that it had to be out at this month or whatever and um, I wasn't really planning on pitching it to labels. It was just going to be independent anyway and, um, yeah, it's like a home private kind of project and, you know, to start with. And so, yeah, there definitely wasn't that that pressure to sort of have something at a certain date. Well, I guess that fits pretty well with the name of the label that it's released on. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> very, very appropriate. Um, you are going to be playing, I guess there's not like a formal album launch. No. But you're going to be playing a couple of gigs in October at, uh, at a close-to-home venue, yeah. a venue called, is it Wombara yeah, Wom- Bowling Club? Wombara Scarborough um, Bowling Club. Okay. And that will be the, I guess that will be the first show that you've played for quite a while. Yeah. How are the 
anticipation levels? How are you feeling um, about doing that and getting back out there for the first time in quite a while? Um, I'm really excited to play in front of real people again for the first time. Like I actually haven't been to any any shows since pre-COVID and um, I'm kind of interested also to just see what the sort of feeling of the room is as well and, and, how, and how that feels with everyone having gone through all this and sort of feeling the room out for that when I, you know, um, at, at the time. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It will be really great to go to that show. I think that um, it should be really cool. You're uh, supporting someone else, a local, is it a band? Kitten Kitten Heel, yeah, um, local band from uh, Wollongong area. It is time for the segment, Tell Me a Thing, where I have a list of seven topics and I ask you to choose one of them. The topics are musical equipment, recording equipment, poetry, punk rock, Patti Smith, death and politics. So, uh, Helena, can you please uh, tell me a thing? Okay, so I'm going to go with politics. Okay. And... um. I'm just thinking about, you know, how that ties in with being a songwriter and um, being a songwriter now in our obviously very divisive um, political sort of times. And, yeah, um, at least for me, you know, I've, I've found in the last six months or so that writing songs has sort of been more important to me than ever with sort of where the world's at and um, just for my own mental health really. Um, And I think it's, yeah, I think, you know, whether you're explicitly sort of talking about issues or not, um, I think it's a really important way to, yeah, to um, express sort of yourself and what's going on in the world, whether that's, you know, in an abstract way, that sort of healing or direct and you're trying to sort of, make change in that way I think you know I think that role as being a songwriter or an artist is really important for that I mean it always has been but uh, particularly at the moment and for you know young artists as well sort of stepping into that it's yeah really sort of pivotal I think. Well it seems as though this new album that you released has a really interesting of basically like a blend Mm. of looking inwards but also looking outwards yeah. Because you talk about your own personal struggles, but you're also talking a lot about nature as well and what's happening in the outside surroundings. Mm, yeah, for sure. And and I think there's also that blend of kind of expressing um, growth with, you know, your own, at least for me as a woman, you know, um, exploring sort of masculine stories in my own lineage and in myth and in, and through dream work as well and um that's been incredibly healing for me and I sort of was um a little bit nervous about putting that theme out um because I wasn't sure how that was going to be received and for for me those songs are really about praising the masculine 
and um that's yeah just been so pivotal for me and and um yeah my own personal growth so I I was a bit nervous about how that was going to be interpreted and then it sort of blended with this sort of grief this really deeply feminine grief at the same time so um I feel like you know it is yeah blending two very different things that might come across <laughs> like you know very different political sort of perspectives or something if that makes sense it really is a bit of a melting pot yeah. of ideas yeah <laughs> which is also I guess kind of a time capsule of what's going on mm. at the moment yeah uh I enjoyed listening to it and I'm going to listen to it again <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> Um, Helena, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was really great. I appreciate you coming back uh, for a second time. And, yeah, I really love the album. So thanks so much for coming on and having a chat. Oh, thank you so much, Matt. It's Yeah, it's been really lovely to, you know, catch up and talk about all this stuff again. And, yeah, thank you. Rock is proudly produced in the Sydney studios of 2SER 107.3.